What's up, college baseball fans? Live college baseball is back. Flow Sports is your home for live and on-demand coverage of the biggest tournaments of the year, including the State Farm College Baseball Showdown, the Round Rock Classic, the Frisco Classic, and the Sanderson Ford Classic, and so much more. Go behind the scenes with exclusive interviews, in-depth tournament previews, and a host of college baseball-focused content. Subscribe today by going to flowbaseball.tv forward slash 11-P-O-I-N-T-7. That is F-L-O-Baseball.tv forward slash 11-P-O-I-N-T-7. And when you purchase a Flow Baseball subscription, you'll get access to an entire Flow Sports network of over 25 sports. Don't miss out. Sign up with flowbaseball.tv forward slash 11.7. That's F-L-O baseball.tv forward slash 11.7. We are so excited to have them on as an advertiser and sponsor. Flow Baseball has done so much for us already, and we're really looking forward to having them on in the foreseeable future. Guys, don't miss out. Please go and get a subscription with Flow Baseball to show your support of college baseball today. What's up, college baseball fans? Welcome to another episode of the 11.7 podcast brought to you by Flow Sports. We have a great show previewing the weekend coming up, and uh, that's going to include tournaments like the Frisco College Classic and the Houston Shriners College Classic. So those are going to be fun to talk about. Uh, we also have Big Ten baseball starting up finally. Welcome to the cookout, Big Ten. Finally, you know, fashionably late as usual. Um, and we're also going to recap some midweek games that happened. And uh, again, we're going to do our week and pick them. So you guys participate along on social media. But I want to welcome in Dimitri, as always. What up, big dog? What up, what up, what up? Hey, hey. we're back. And we're back after a, uh, a crazy weekend last week and then kind of a slow, I, I would consider a slow midweek. Uh, a lot of games either rained out or just not very great competition. But we did see a couple upsets and uh, we saw... You know, teams like Stetson, who are just under the radar, 10-0 and 0 this year. How crazy you know, is that? Pretty crazy. You know what's crazy, Ben? We considered three upsets to be a slow week. That's how crazy this, this season has already been. <laughs> well, after last weekend where it was upsets and walk-offs, I was kind of expecting a few more upsets. But it, it, for the most part, the big dogs took care of business and basically run-ruled the smaller schools that they were playing. And uh, But teams like FAU – showed out, you know, finally ranked in the top 25 and they go to go to Florida and beat them on the home turf. That was fun to watch. Uh, we also had Kennesaw state beat Georgia, a little crosstown rivalry in the state. And then also speaking of crosstown rivalries in the state of Georgia, Georgia state who has by far the toughest non-conference schedule goes into Georgia tech and wins 10 to one. Like it was easy for him. So Shout out to Patel, the pitcher for Georgia State. Went out there. I think he had eight strikeouts over five, six inning, one hit. Dude, I watched like the highlight. He was just in control. His changeup was working. Everything was working. And it was just, it was almost like 
he was the better team and he was supposed to be Georgia Tech. That's what it looked like out there. Yeah. Dimitri, did your mic just improve quality by like 300%? Your mic sounds A1 right now. Just is the best it's ever sounded. What, really? What you just do? I, I don't know. I just moved my mic closer, I guess. I think that was unplugged or something for the longest time because this is the clearest I've ever heard you. Dude, perfect. Sometimes you've got to move things around and make them work better. You sound like Howard Stern right now. That's amazing. Okay, well, cool. We're off to a good start here. Maybe uh, fans maybe fans will understand me now. Oh, my gosh, man. This is incredible. I mean, this is music to my ears right now. Whatever you just did, don't move. Don't move because it sounds great. Um, but anyways... Uh, I think we, we deemed 2021 uh, the year of the mid-major, like we deemed last year the year of COVID. This is the year of the mid-major, and we've seen a lot of just mid-major mid, mid major teams. Excuse me, I can't talk right now. Uh, mid-major teams just really show the depth that they have, You know, not losing a lot, a lot of guys to the draft or transfer portal, and even picking up guys from the transfer portal from D1 schools. Like You're seeing a lot of mid-major teams really show that they belong this year. And I'm not saying it's going to get crazy – once May and June roll, roll around. But that same four seed in the regional two years ago is not going to be the four seed we see this year. It, dude, it's going to be crazy. Dude, like I can't wait because it's going to be 64. Okay, not 64. Let's just say 50 really damn good team. And yeah, then 14. 50 is a good, yeah, 50 is a good number. Like 14 teams are just going to, you know, squeak out of the Colonial Conference or whatever. <laughs> but damn, dude, 50 good baseball teams are going to be playing in May. And the worst part is we're going to see about eight to 10 really good baseball teams not even make it to the tournament. They're just going to be sitting at home like us. Think about how many teams <laughs> are going to be so pissed and bitching when selection show comes and they don't get picked. Oh, uh, my God, there's going to be so many of them. Now, hey, someone did raise a question to us that I thought was a pretty good debate. He said, uh, if Georgia State finishes their non-conference schedule like six and eight, because they have that tough 14-game stretch where, I mean, it's basically murderer's road that they're starting the season out on. Um, but if they finish about six and eight and then 500 in the Sun Belt, does that qualify for an at-large bid? I personally think absolutely. But what do you think on that? I mean, dude, you know how everybody loves the RPI. They're, if they can keep – the RPI can go to hell. I hate no, the RPI. No, dude. RPI is a – I'm not saying it's the NBL, but it's a good tool to use because it really shows – because, dude, think about, like, if SEC – okay, not SEC, but, like, some team goes 45 and 11 in a season, right? And they don't play shit. They don't play anybody. Their RPI is going to be about, like, you know, 50 to 8, 60, 70. And you're like, holy shit, on paper, on record, they're a really good baseball team. Then you see their RPI. Then you go see who they played and who they won on the road and at home. It kind of shows you more. It shows you more than just wins and losses, in my yeah. opinion. No, that's a good point. And I know that's the whole purpose behind it. But I just feel like there's been more times where the RPI has just straight lied to our face about how good a team is versus, like, you know, the eyeball test, which is what we usually use. But – just, I want to go ahead and just read off Georgia State's schedule because I don't think anybody really realizes how big and hard their schedule is. Um, start the season with West Virginia, who was ranked at the time, four games. They split that. They play Georgia midweek. They lose that, and then they go to Vanderbilt, win Friday night. They play four at Vanderbilt, and then they have one at Georgia State, and then three at Tennessee, and then they you know round up at, 
uh, at Florida, you know, next week, next Tuesday. So and they have a Kentucky in there too, right yeah. after. And they have Kentucky right after that. You're right. So, and then they go, you know, to what I consider probably the best mid-major conference. Uh, let, me, let me actually just, before I say that on the record, let me go back and think. But yeah, no, I think that they, they play in the best mid-major conference from top to bottom in the Sun Belt. And, you know, that's not going to be an easy stretch by them, like by any means. No, I agree. But I think, I think their RPI, whatever their RPI is coming out of that stretch of the first 14, 17 game, their RPI could continue to drop just because of the competition, <laughs> just because of Sunbelt, who they're playing. Now, if you're, you know, your top tier team, in the Sunbelt, you're fine. Your RPI is fine. But when they, they're going to win, they can sweep, they can sweep. Who knows? Some random team, like Louisiana Monroe or somebody like that. They can sweep them, and their RPI will drop. So that's that's the biggest thing about scheduling hard teams. Wait, think, that can't be the case, <laughs> dude. Yeah, if you sweep a team and your RPI, you can get lower. I'll give you an example. We played. We our RPI was twenty four twenty five two thousand thirteen. We went to Florida A and M on the road. We beat them like. 16 to two or something. Our RPI dropped. Okay. Like so 32. Let me ask this question. Did your RPI drop or did the teams behind you get better? I mean, I'm sure it's a combination of both. The, the team, the three team behind you probably played good team. They moved up or whatever, but winning against a shitty team on the road only hurts your RPI. We played Florida A&M. Dude, I just refuse to believe that. Listen, listen. Florida A&M RPI was like 210. I don't care what their RPI is. There's just no way you get worse in the RPI. Like I understand if like teams behind you get better and you drop in ranking, but I don't know how RPI is calculated. I mean, I can probably think look it up, but there's just no way you could get worse from sweeping a team. Think about it this way. Think about weighting your losses with gr- one gram, two grams, and three grams. I'm going to try to, this just for the listeners to understand, and for you, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Think of one gram, two gram, and three gram weights, like on a fishing line. Okay. The one gram weight is for beating Florida a and Your two gram weight, and you're trying to sink to the bottom as fast as possible. That's your goal. Okay. Well, hey, if you get three one gram weights, it's the same as a three gram rate, weight, right? <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Hold on. So you be Florida I can't, I can't wait for you to put your brain in a pretzel right here because I can just see it coming. No, no. Listen, you're gonna mess you, this example. Listen, you, listen. A Florida, Mississippi State, Ole Miss is like a five gram weight. Florida A&M is like a one gram weight. I'm just speaking in terms relative here. Okay. So you be Florida A&M on the road is one and a half gram just because you beat them on the road. So you give them a half a gram, right? Okay. Your weight starts sinking, <laughs> or you play. Mississippi State at home and you lose or on the road and you lose, right, Ben? You take yeah. a, you take away a gram. So it's like four gram. You're you're you weight a team and then your wins and losses on the road or at home all add and subtract to the initial weight. And then your final rate is based on those. So when you beat Florida and I'm on the road, but they're such a shitty team, you get a one and a half gram weight. If you beat Mississippi, if you lose Mississippi State on the road you're not as penalized because it's on the road. So you stay even at five gram. You, that kind of understand. Yeah, okay. I think we're on the same page now, but my initial argument was that you beat Florida A&M and then you're, you just get your weight take or quote unquote weight taken away. No, 
you uh, they're just you, not weighted as heavy. You have a base weight, and then you add subtract based on wins and losses, road at home. But if you win, you continue to add weight on there, right? You don't get weight taken away. No, because your RPI is your RPI, and every team is moving up. One team moves up faster. So I was sense. right. I think I was right. But, anyway, <laughs> but 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 what I'm saying is, you can drop in RPI. It's like you're not always going up. You can fall down if you because you're you're a mathematical formula is way too complicated for me. Basically, so basically, end of the story is like as long as you keep winning, um, like you're not going to lose weight. But if you can beat a better team, you're going to gain way more weight. Yeah. So so think of like you have a 90 in math class. Your tests are weighed more than a, a homework assignment. Okay. You don't do that homework assignment, you can still pass the class. But if you don't do that test, you ain't passing. Okay. So think of your That's you fair. think of your SECs, your ACC, that your test, and then think of your Florida A and M's and all that shit as homework assignment. So you can do a hundred homework assignment, but if you don't do that one test, it doesn't matter if you did all home, hundred homework assignments because they're so lightly weighted. Okay. Okay, I see what you're saying. Anyways, the RPI just it's too confusing for me. I just I, I go off the eyeball test, man. I think that's how it should be. I mean, forget about formulas. I think the committee should just like watch every single game of the season and be like, yep, they're in. Uh, no, they're not in. Yep, they're okay, in. All right. Yeah, Ben. But then how do you determine two teams that are really fucking similar? <laughs> but anyway, back to the original of this thing. Georgia Everybody State, should get in. A 300-team tournament. There you go. Georgia Everybody's State, in. Georgia State should be rewarded for playing such a hard oh, schedule. Oh, no doubt. I'm on the same surviving page with you it And surviving it. Yeah, I'm on the same page with you. Like, like their ship didn't sink. Their sh- the t- it's not the Titanic, but they didn't win every game. But I think they stayed alive, stayed afloat. And SEC teams go 500 and make the tournament playing those that kind of schedule. Yeah. So I think Georgia State should 100%. They, they just can't screw it up. It's theirs to lose. And life advice. Just don't screw it up. But anyways, don't screw it up. Anyways, we had, moving uh, on. Yeah, we had a couple other things. Um like just something that happened today, we saw a legitimate football score uh, in the Frisco Classic between Arizona and Oklahoma. Dimitri, I think, said it best on Twitter. He was like, yo, did the pitchers, uh, did they just not get to fly <laughs> into town or something? Because a 20 to 13 score in that ballpark, which is actually not a small ballpark, that's, that's embarrassing for both pitching staffs. And personally, for me, I think that's fun to watch. I love offense, and I've already been roasted by West Coast Baseball uh, Twitter this past week because I was kind of capping on uh, UCLA for not being able to score runs and how West coast baseball is boring. Well, what, what, what did uh, UCLA do on Tuesday? They put up 13 runs and just kind of put me to shame, but yeah, no, I mean, we had, we had a ton of runs in that first Frisco game. And then of course the nightcap, I think it's two to nothing Missouri right now in the ninth inning. So I don't know what's going on over there, but that'll be a fun tournament to watch. It's all on flow sports. You guys get a, uh, get a subscription there. If they've been wonderful the last three weeks, uh, broadcasting some of these bigger tournaments so you guys definitely go hit them up because they uh, definitely believe in us they think that we're doing great things over here and they're big supporters of us so cool but anyways anything else stick out to you in the midweeks Dimitri um I think a score that kind of caught my eye was like whoa that's not supposed to happen with Old Dominion beating East Carolina at East Carolina which was you know like those scores get lost in all, all right, trivia like, question for you. Who is Old Dominion's most famous baseball alumni? Justin Verlet. Okay, good. Hey, there you go. 
Duh. Duh. <laughs> anyways, anyways. No, that is a good trivia question. Good, yeah. but I had to be there. Um, you know anyway, what? Yeah. I always I always get Old Dominion and Oral Roberts mixed up. I, I don't know what it is about them, but I really? always get them mixed up. I don't know what it is. So, anyways. But, yeah, it got lost in the shuffle. Old Dominion went to East Carolina and beat them. And we're talking about mid-majors beating big school. Think about the lower-tier mid-majors versus the higher-tier mid-majors. In yeah. East Carolina, we don't even really consider them to be a mid-major. Well, they're not. They're in the American they're, they're Conference. Not. They're, they're not. They're not. We don't consider them. But you think in terms of East Carolina Ole Miss or East Carolina North Carolina, you think of East Carolina slightly lesser Yeah. if you're being – Really? Well, yourself. I mean, I guess, but in baseball terms, not really. No, no. But you just went from the eye test. You think of NC yeah. State bigger than. But anyway, Old Dominion is a lesser tier team, and they beat them. And it's the same thing we're seeing. It's just too many teams are too even. Mm-hmm. That's a good way. That's a good way to look at it. Too many teams are just even. Like not a hundred percent even, but forty-five, fifty-five. They're not sixty-forty or seventy-five, twenty-five like it's been in the past. And it's like fifty-five, forty-five. So. Um, yeah, we're definitely going to, we're, we're pumped for these. I think we're pumped for the year of the mid-major. Let's put it that way. I think, I think 40 wins, it's going to be impressive this year. Just being real. Well, 40, 40 wins is always impressive. But what are you talking I think about? It, yeah, but okay. 40 30, and 16, <laughs> that is hard to do. All right. So let's just say 35 and 21, I think is a damn good year this year. Yeah. 35 wins. Speaking of 35 wins, Dimitri, uh, I think there's four teams in the last 10 years or eight years or nine years to have 35 wins. And we were lucky to be a part of one of them. And it's not looking good right now. The Mercer bears started the season three and oh, and then they just get their teeth kicked in the last four games and probably avoided another loss because their game on Tuesday night got canceled against Florida state, but it doesn't get any easier because they go to Columbia, South Carolina this weekend to face off against the Gamecocks and Right now, Mercer pitching right is not good, and South Carolina offense is very, very good. So we might see some football scores here. Speaking of Mercer and losing, I kind of looked into Southern Illinois a little bit. They're good, I man. If- I watched them play Friday and Saturday. So, they're yeah. a huge, they're a big team, like big muscular men. They all swing the stick with just the most authority out there. They don't get so, fooled on pitches. Um. So I looked up like into Southern Illinois, and dude, their roster is old and veteran, and oh, they yeah. have gone through shit. Like this isn't their this isn't their first rodeo. When you look at um, their roster breakdown, I think I think they need to change their name from the uh, Southern Illinois Salukis to the Salty Salukis because they're a salty vet team, man. And they rake, and they're big, big and strong, big strong JUCO boys just. Juco Bandit, Juco Bandit, Juco Bandit, all the way down their roster. Their shortstop, Nick Neville. Yeah, he hit two homers on opening day. Okay. <laughs> or, or no, for, or Friday against yeah, yeah. So listen to this, dude. This guy graduated high school, took a gap year, went to IMG in, in uh, Tampa, Sarasota. So think about it. He graduated high school, right? Took mm-hmm. a gap year, went to IMG, did really good baseball program. And then he went to Notre Dame. And then he went to San Jack. And then he Ew. went to San Jack. Get out of here with that. Dude, they're good. I know. I got beat up by them all of my Juco career. And then he went to South Carolina. And then he went to Southern Illinois. How many schools is that? Is that five schools in the last five years? 
let's just say we don't consider IMG part of it. One, two, three. This is his fourth school in four or five years. Well, this is his fifth school because I will count IMG because he graduated high school and went there to train. So, I mean, it okay. is, uh, I have to raise a question. This is his fifth does, school. Does he have commitment issues? Is he the type of kid that dates six different girls in one year? I have to raise the question, Dimitri. It's a very valid question, but I think at well, this point, and, and the funny thing is, uh, dude, the funny thing is, I can't talk because I went to three schools in four years. So, but hold on, yeah, I don't think it's much of an issue because I don't think he has any more years left. <laughs> He'll be back next year somehow. But yeah, he's a good shortstop, man. He's smooth over there and hits from the left side. He might actually be a switch hitter. I'm not 100 percent sure, but uh, he hit some moonshots against Mercer. Good player, probably get picked up in the draft this year. I Keep assume. your eye out for Southern Illinois. The Did Salukis it? are dangerous. The salty Salukis, yes, sir. Um, and then who was the other mid-major team we were talking about that had a ton of just Juco bandits? UNC Charlotte. UNC Charlotte, yeah. The Niners, 49ers. So I kind of one of the on coolest, Twitter. one of the coolest logos, by the way, in college baseball. Sick. I Sick. love their logo. It's so creative and just says so much. Yeah. But so Charlotte is loaded with um, a bunch of JUCO guys as well. I and University of Houston too. Yep. No, Houston. Yeah, no, they were the other team. They were they were actually after the weekend they were leading the country in home run. That's amazing. I mean, South Carolina. You thought that it was just like no way anybody else had many home runs. Them Houston had like six guys with two two or more home runs. And they don't play in a small ballpark either. Like their field's pretty big. But anyways, how about them Stetson, Stetson headers? They're rolling right now, man. They're rolling. 10-0. and 0. Who do they play this weekend? I, I haven't even checked yet. They beat UCF again. They won the this, this season series against UCF. They, dude, they're, they've given up. They, in 10 games, they played, I feel like they've given up less than eight runs. Um, I, I would have to correct myself on that, but... What conference are they play? I'm gonna look up their schedule. They're in the A Sun, um, but yeah, dude, they've given up three, four, five, six, seven, twelve, uh, fourteen, seventeen, and ten games, which is less than two runs a game. One point really seven a game. That's easy. I mean, it's very hard to lose when you're only giving up one point seven a game. Um, and they're scoring. So let's play a little game out. right here. Let's play a little game here, Dimitri. When are they gonna get their first loss? I have their schedule pulled up right here. And I'm looking through it. I think they lose to Florida next week. I think they get three more. I ah, That's so hard to sweep, dude. Well, okay. So they go South Florida for three at home. And then they go to Florida and then to Alabama and then to South Florida. So, I mean, there's just no way they go through this stretch. Do you think right? they make it through Sunday undefeated? Um, oof. I'm gonna say I think no. they, I think they lose no. this weekend. I think I think, I think they lose Friday. I'm gonna say it. I think they lose Friday. A blind squirrel finds an acorn every now and then. Yeah. So, but props to Stetson, man. And we have a good little Stetson following that follow us on Twitter and listen to the podcast. That I know their student managers, they're big fans of ours and always tweeted us. And uh, I believe two of their assistant coaches follow us on Twitter too. So uh, we might have to be a little Stetson podcast for a little bit. Just to uh, show our voices. No, support. dude. I feel like we've talked about Stetson too much, and they're going to fail us, and we're going to hate them. They might be the team we hate this year. 
Speaking, okay, that's a great point because I had someone tweet at me the other day and saying like, yo, it's March. Who's the team we're hating this year? And right now, after that video that the University of Georgia put up in the bullpen oh, about dude, their, I their bullpen reviews. I always hate Georgia. Their bullpen reviews. Uh, I think Georgia's leading the pack. I haven't made a firm firm decision yet. It's between Georgia and then like all of uh, all of the Big Ten. But I, I think the Big Ten is going to turn it around for me right now. I'm just a little salty at them. Maybe, um, yeah, I'm going to say for right now, Georgia's leading the pack for the team that we're going to expel from the rankings. Not that we're ever going to worry about rankings. <laughs> They uh just that video, man. That was that was cringeworthy. It was just very dude. It was so cringy. It was like it was like copy. I was watching an episode of The Office or something. Dude, it was literally copied, camera angled, player shift. It was just yeah. copying James Madison, literally clip by clip. Yeah, and the... it was just like, dude, this is stupid. This isn't funny. This isn't cool. No, it's funny if if they planned it like that to kind of make fun of James Madison. I hope that was their intention. But yeah, for the listeners out there who haven't seen it, uh, the Bro Pound, James Madison's bullpen does a bullpen review every single series they go to, and it, they're hilarious. They're funny. They all have their own little characters out there. They're quite and, informative, dude. Yeah, very informative, but it, it's funny video. And then University of Georgia either kind of did a like a parody of it, or they were trying to be serious. I still can't decide, dude. but it's cringy. They were serious. And you know what the thing is? What I can tell, they would have at the bro pound if they were trying to be funny mm. they would have let them know hey we're we did this we're trying to make fun of you we're trying to be like you was funny but i don't think they did i think they truly took it seriously because it was choreographed it was planned and nobody was <laughs> laughing and the video the video cuts were terrible too it was just like scene it was like a 1940s movie it was like scene intermission scene intermission like it was terrible. But Get out of here. Anyway, yeah. move on to the weekend. Yeah, so we have a we have a fun weekend planned. Uh, we're going to be watching the Frisco Classic on Flow Sports, and we're also going to be watching the Houston College Classic, which this is only the, let's see, the fourth time in the last 20 years that I haven't been to the Houston College Classic. Uh, I went last year, and I went the year before, and I went all growing up in my childhood. So I'm kind of bummed out that I'm not going to be there this year, especially with a couple new teams there. Not Not new teams. There's one new team. Texas A&M Corpus Christi. And then we get, you know, Rice and Sam Houston and Texas State. And then you got the big dogs and TCU and Texas Tech. Uh, but overall, I think we're just talking about the Houston College Classic here. I think this tournament is going to be about as evenly matched as we've seen any tournament be. Just because I know the talent on some of these Texas rosters. And I don't I want to be a believer in Texas Tech so bad because their their roster is I think the most talented but they just kind of like they don't have the it factor that they've had in the past at least so far in the season. So I th- I could definitely see every, like three teams going 2 and 1 and three teams going 1 and 2. You see what I'm saying? In the in the Shriners. Yeah. And so um we're doing a little competition right now on Twitter that if you pick all 9 uh, games correctly three each day we'll send you a prize which i think i think i have an idea for the prize what's that going to be and for the fans out there i'm sure it's not a big deal you know we can let them know the secret but i think we should ask flow sports to give away one membership for the rest of the year to uh, if someone could pick all nine game in their their televised tournament i would be okay with that i, I think, think someone a- would be happy with that yeah We'll do something. If we can't get Flow Sports to do that, 
Uh, maybe we give you guys like a $25 gift card to like our team shop or something that we just posted at 11.7.com where we have merchandise. Um, that would probably be like a pretty good alternate. I think someone would be happy with that too. But yeah. we, we have uh, probably like 15 or 20 entries right now. Just go into Twitter and make your selections. They're fun. And it'll make the games a little bit more interesting. But kind of just going with the, the structure of that tournament, it's round robin, three games each day going all day long. So starting at 11 a.m. Central all the way to 11 p.m. Central, there's games going on. So And it's at Minute Maid Park, and I think they took the trash cans out, so no team will be banging on those. But sorry, too sorry. All right, Ben, I have a question for you, a little trivia for you. Okay. Why do you think I have this picture behind me? The uh, the beer showers. Why do you think I have a picture of Ole Miss and beer showers behind me? Uh, I mean, is this trivia or is this like <laughs> how am I supposed to know? Not trivia, but like why why do you think I have this behind me? There's a reason. And I, for I those look, that don't know, I, I have a trivia. You're giving me nothing here. I don't know. Because the governor of Mississippi and Texas have lifted all COVID um, restrictions. And as of now, it's looking very bright that stadiums will be full. Fans will be back. And Swayze and all the other stadiums are going to be loud, including the dude. The dude and Swayze. And then we got Pete Taylor Park down at Southern Miss, which is always sold out. And then, you know, the Texas schools, they always support their programs too. So, yeah, that's actually a good point. Big news. Big news, big news in college baseball. Now, hopefully we can get uh, the state of Nebraska to pass that by June so we can have a full TD Ameritrade. Oh, my God, dude. I, I forgot about that. I think – You I forgot think, about that? What do you mean you forgot about that? I forgot, like, that Omaha and fans – like, you don't – like, I don't really, like, think, like, oh, my God, Omaha, we better have fans. I think we'll be fine by then. I think they're good because – SEC football already said that they're planning on full stadiums in the spring or the fall. So right. by, by June, June, we'll be fine. I th- I hope so. I think I think we'll be fine. If, I mean, dude, there's too much money to be lost. I think we'll, everything will be safe. I mean, I'm sure there's things to get, but I, I hope so. I mean, regardless, I'm not. Could you imagine? Scientist. Could you imagine wearing a mask in 110 degree heat in that just dry Nebraska heat dude, in the middle I'm of already, summer? <laughs> The other day was like 70. I had to go to the store and I had to put that mask on after I had just worked out or whatever. I had to go to Walmart or something. And dude, I felt like I was breathing in just hot, a heater. And it was sweating and dude, it was awful. And I was just like, the cold weather was actually nice. It kind of kept my face warm. I was pumped for the cold weather. I was like, I got my little scarf mask on, my gator, whatever they call it. And But yeah, when you get to... June, July, regionals come around. Could you imagine a regional at like Austin, Texas? Well, first of all, you don't have to worry about a regional in Austin, Texas this year. I don't think there ain't gonna be no damn regional yeah. in Austin. Let's just say, let's say regional in uh, in Starkville, Mississippi, and you know you have to wear a mask. Yeah, right. That ain't happening, dude. dude imagine an afternoon rain shower, and then you got a seven o'clock game in Starkville. Can you imagine the humidity and the sweat? Oh my god, dude! Bring an extra mask with you. I'm sweating just thinking about it. Um, but yeah, so that, where do we leave off? Oh, the Frisco Classic's going on right now. This tournament structure is a little bit different. It's four days, two games each day. And it's teams like Dallas Baptist, Arizona, Oklahoma, and Missouri. So um, pretty, pretty stacked tournament. I think all four of those teams like at least have, you know, a chance to make a super regional. Like I wouldn't say any of them are a lock, but I also would, would be shocked Oklahoma. if, 
Uh, I don't know. Oklahoma, they look rough. Yeah, and they did give up 20 runs today on what apparently is like Friday night. It's Thursday night, but that's not a good look. Missouri doesn't look very good either, dude. Well, they're up 2 nothing right now against Dallas Baptist, so shut your mouth. Um, <laughs> dude, are you sh- I thought – I thought Mizzou, I thought Dallas Baptist beat him 3 2 already today. Well, it might be over now. Uh, last yeah. time I checked, it was 2 nothing. Yeah, Dallas Baptist won 3 2. Are you kidding me? Yeah. After I just defended Mizzou, Dallas Baptist put a three spot up when in the ninth? I'm look, I'll look at the box score right now. Um, bottom of the eighth, Dallas Baptist scored three runs in the bottom of the eighth. Um, wow. Well, I guess Missouri Missouri sucks too then. Huh? I guess Missouri just sucks then. I just defend they might be dead to me. Forget dude, Georgia. Missouri dude. might be dead to me. They just embarrass no, me. Dude. They suck. Time. Missouri sucks. They lost three out of four to Grand Canyon, lost two to Omaha, lost to Dallas Baptist, dude. They're three and six, and they're 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 not a good they're not good. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I, I don't think I'll ever trust Missouri ever again. Dude. I, I came on the show expecting to record with Missouri winning two nothing, and uh, that just proved me wrong. So, against Omaha Friday night, they won twelve to ten. Saturday against Omaha, they lost seventeen to eleven. They gave up twenty one runs in two days against Omaha. And I'm not saying Omaha is not good. Yeah, Omaha has a big series this weekend against Creighton, the Battle of Omaha. In their new stadium. In their new stadium. That's going to be fun. Uh, do you know if it's going to be televised or live streamed? I imagine it is, but... What? Do you know if it's going to be televised or live streamed or anything? I have, I have no idea. I'm sure it'll be on ESPN3 or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, ESPN8, um, the Ocho. So, speaking of weekend series this week, Ben, how about the Mercer Bears in South Carolina, dude? I know we talked about it already, but, dude, it, I, I, dude I'm, I'm, I'm very hard on Mercer. And I don't know if people know that, but like when you like or when you have a team, you expect greatness from them, right? Yeah. Any team, you're always any team you're a fan of, you always want them to be really good. Yeah. So I'm extra critical, critical about Mercer. And just from what I've seen so far, they just don't have like an electric arm out of the bullpen. They don't have an I mean that Colby Thomas kid, I don't know too much about him. He's a stud. But, but he looks like he rakes. He does. Um, but you know how you know how Mercer we usually have one stud arm and like a stud bat. Yeah. I, I just don't see. They don't even have a stud Friday night guy. They don't have a dude on the mound. Yeah. So yeah, I, I've I've followed Mercer pretty closely. Like, I'm not trying last... to be mean. It's just, no, just what I see. You're not. You're not far off. Like they don't have that top round draft pick that they've seen in the past. But what else? Not about, to- what I'll say about Mercer is their lineup is very deep and it, it's pretty old. Uh, they have some. They have some really good bats in the lineup, but when it comes to pitching depth, they're zero. I mean, they have probably four or five guys that they're confident throwing on the mound every time they go out. And if those if those guys don't have it that day, there's nobody in the back end of the bullpen to save them. I mean, Ben, I I, I know Shade. Is, he he builds his staff the way he wants, and it for I don't fifteen years now been working. It's been working. You can't argue with it. It's been it's been unbelievable. Probably one of the best pitching staff, you know, in the mid-major college baseball, at least the Southeast. But I saw they had a sidearmer start a Friday night game, and I was just like, "Yeah, what, what was, are we doing? Who was their best pitcher last year, Jackson Kelly? Yeah, see, like 3-0 but, but, with like a .8 ERA. He's pretty good. 
No, but when you see like a Friday night guy, he's throwing sidearm. It's just like not your normal prototypical Friday night guy. Yeah. You know, 90, 92, 93, whatever. with you know, some put away stuff. It, I saw that and I was just like, that's how I knew he didn't have a dude. Yeah. I'm not saying Jack and Kelly's not good, but I'm sure Jack and I'm sure Shade would love to have Jackson Kelly be a sidearm guy. Yeah, the bullpen. Any school, any school usually have their sidearms in the bullpen. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a, it's a great way to look at it. I mean, obviously, Mercer will be fine when it comes to SoCon play. Um, they're going to be up there one, two, or three, like they always are. But um, as far as, like, this series with South Carolina, I mean, I think, obviously, I'm rooting for Mercer hard, and, and I hope they compete and win at least one. But uh, you look at it on paper, and you're thinking, I uh, just hope it doesn't get ugly. Like, I hope it doesn't get ugly out there. It's, it's, I mean, if Southern Illinois had – a hit parade down there. West Clark might put up three or four more home runs. It uh, would not shock me. <laughs> it would not. If they pitch to him, Mercer might not pitch to him. They might just say, eh, just go to first. You know, Shea, dude, you just, you just rung the bell. Shea's not going to pitch to him. Yeah, I don't think They're going to throw fastball double outside, whatever they call it, double outside, and they're going to throw slider, then let him just get on first base with, yeah. if nobody is on. Yeah, never let the best guy beat you. So – but uh, I'm, I thought about driving up to that series. I don't think I'm going to anymore uh, just because we're going to be busy on Friday and Saturday doing stuff for Twitter and uh, creating the podcast and everything. But um, I'll definitely keep up with it. I'm going to watch it like on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, it'll be fun to watch the guys go out there and play against an SEC school. That could another, hey, another big series this weekend. It's, it's underrated. It's not too big. But Florida Gulf Coast goes to Florida Atlantic. And FGCU is playing pretty well right now. Um, they swept South Florida, lost one to Florida Atlantic, swept Kansas, or took three out of four from Kansas, sorry. And FAU winning all their games as well. So I think it's a pretty good battle for the state of Florida kind of feel. Yeah, a little mid-major battle in the state of Florida. And FAU's ranked in a lot of polls right now. They, they've they shown up. Not with, ranked in ours. Not ranked in ours. They were 26, though. I, I think we both agreed that they were going to be 26. And, we, and the problem is we had so many – just upsets in the ACC opening weekend that we had to give love to these teams like Pitt and Boston College. Uh, we had to put them in the top 25, but Notre Dame Pitt, as well. Yeah, I think Pitt and Virginia Tech just earned a spot in the top 25 a little more than FAU. Yeah. It's not taking anything away There's from nothing FAU. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. FAU, so. if you would have told FAU, you know, back in January, like, hey, in March, you guys are going to be either ranked or right outside like 26, they would take that 10 times out of 10. Ten times. I agree. Time. I, yeah, agree. So. I think I think um, we should just go ahead and go into our pick because most of these series that we have here are on our pick them. So um, Ben, if you're ready to rumble and yeah. reveal our picks. Yeah. So the pick is always like five or six series that we think are pretty evenly matched and something that our fans and listeners get to you know play along with us and try to beat us right now. I think I'm seven and three and you're six and four. I'm six and three. You're seven and two. Okay, say that one more time. No, you heard me. <laughs> what was that? You heard me. The, the listeners heard me and you heard me. So um, we're going to move on. So each of these series are best two out of three. And if you pick, you're just trying to pick the series winner. So this week we got six series for you, or maybe five. One, two, three, four. We have five series for you. Um, first one is FGCU versus FAU. I'll go first. I'm taking the, the Owls, Florida Atlantic. <laughs> I'm going with FGCU, and here's why, Ben. I think FAU was playing lights out 
I think it's just really hard to go three weekends in a row just playing that kind of ball. Yeah. Just perfect. Just, I mean, I'm not saying that, that if, if FAU went two or sweep, I won't be surprised. I'll be pissed that I lost my pick, but I won't be surprised. But I'll but see, I, think, I see, I see your point of view though. FAU wins a big emotional game on Tuesday against Florida, a game they've had circle on their schedule all week. They come in Friday, Saturday, Sunday against FGCU. The energy won't be there. Well, we assume the energy won't be like it was at Florida. And, you know, I could see them, I could see them losing two out of three, kind of get a little check of reality. Yeah, no, I, exactly. That's, that's so, you, exactly so we're going against to... each other in that series. Okay. Uh, so what's the second series, Dimitri? For Fullerton, USC. Is that the next series? Fullerton, Fullerton versus USC? Yep. All right, so I'm taking Cal State Fullerton go to Southern California. Okay, I'm going. I'm, I'm picking Fullerton. Going with the Fullerton Cal State Omaha boy. Yeah, I'm doing it just for my boy Cal State Omaha on Twitter. I think him and I are best friends, and we're kind of leaving you out of the picture. So, so I'm going with Southern California. I'm going with the Trojan. I think this series is kind of interesting. It's like a battle of two teams just struggling to get get over the hump. Yeah, it's kind of like a battle between like Titans and Trojans. You know, if like they ever battled against each other, who would win in a I mean, battle, ben, a Titan or a Trojan? I mean, on paper, you have to go with the Titan. That's what. That's my theory. <laughs> but with my Greek roots, I'm going with the Trojan. Yeah. Hey. Next series, this one is this dude. Wait, so we're we go we're going against each other in the first two series. Like yeah. we're going against each other head to head. Oh, so you have a chance to pick up a game or two. Yep, yep. So, Louis, dude, this game, this series is going to be tough because Louisville at Georgia Tech. I think these team. I think Louisville has some shit to get figure out because they're losing the bogus games they shouldn't be losing. But we all know how good they are. Yeah. But people say they're overrated every year, dude. They win ball games. So it's kind of it's kind of like the opposite of FAU. Like it's hard to play great three weeks in a row, but it's also hard to play bad three weeks in a row if you're that good. Like Louisville's a ticking time bomb right now. They could explode. And I'm going with the Louisville Cardinals this weekend. So am I. Let's roll together. Go cards. I go, think go George to Atlanta. Tech, I think George Tech is a great baseball. They showed us against NC State. They kicked their ass. They throttled them. But I think this is where it comes down to just a battle of two good teams. I think Louisville has the better bullpen and the better late game just talent. I think talent wins late in the game. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna go, I think that's why I'm going with Louisville. Okay. So we're there right. together, Louisville. So Lone Star State Showdown, Texas at Houston. So that's interesting because – the Houston College Classic is going to be going on five minutes down the road from Texas versus Houston. And there honestly might be more people in the stadium at the University of Houston because Texas travels really well. Those fan, There's a ton of Texas fans in the city of Houston. So there's going to be a lot of good college baseball going on this weekend in Houston. I'm going to um, defer to the second half. I'm going to let you pick first on this one because I'm not quite sure yet. I, I could see both sides. So I'm going to, get, I'm going to make this my edge here. I think – I think Houston is going to open their stand. I think they're going to let people in. I think they're going to, because it's Texas coming to town, opportunity. I think Houston gets really, I mean, yes, Texas travel. There are going to be plenty of people there too. 
but I think Houston gets fired up for this series. And I think, I think, dude, I think I'm going to go with Houston. I think they win this series. Ah, okay. Mm. I hate you for doing that because I kind of wanted to take Houston, but now with how confident you are that you you like Houston, I'm going to go Texas and I'm going to just hate myself for doing this and just not even watch. I'm not even going to watch the box scores this weekend for that series because I, I could see, like I was saying, I could see both sides of the coin in this series. I could see Houston going out, winning like 14 to three on Friday and then just coasting to a series win Saturday, Sunday. But then I could also see Texas coming out Friday night, winning like a close two to one game where Houston throws their best relief arms and then, you see Texas do it all the time against bad pitching, just open up the floodgates and win 10 to two the next game. I think in order for Houston to win, they've got to hit home runs. They're they, this team rakes. I don't think people realize they're just like Southern Illinois and no, not so much Charlotte, but Southern Illinois, they're Juco guys, but they have pop. They have a lot of pop. Yeah. And I just think, I just think, if Houston's going to win, they're going to hit a lot of home runs. It could be a lot of scoring, even though Texas has some studs in that, arm, in that pitching staff. Yeah, but Texas can't score. So if it becomes a slugfest, they can't I, score. I like Houston. But I'm going with Texas. I think I might have told you before the show I like Houston, but I'm going with Texas now. Hey, shout out to Steven Rivas from Houston. Got six bombs already. Um, and he's hitting 450, Ben. Mm, when you're hot, you're hot. Ball looks like the size of a beach ball. All right, moving on. This is our final series. Big Ten is back. Big Illinois, Ten love. Big Ten Illinois love. playing Ohio State at Floor Field in Greenville. I saw that. And there's another game. There's another so there, series going on there. there too. two series at the same stadium. I guess that's what Big Ten wanted to do, kind of keep their team together. Yeah. Um, which is, I, I'm cool with that. As long as y'all are playing ball, figure it out. Whatever. There's going to be guys. way more fans at Floor Field in South Carolina for that series than if it was in, you know, Columbia, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. So wait, is it Columbia, Ohio, or Columbus, Ohio? Columbus, Columbus, Columbia, South Carolina? Wow, it's getting late here. My brain is in a pretzel. And Columbia, Missouri. Yes, do. So, Ben, you go first, son. I'm taking Illinois. Uh, just the track fighting a lion eye. Yeah, just track weather wise or track record wise. That's tough to say too, man. I'm getting I'm getting mushy brain right now. But Illinois, is, you know, we've seen them in regionals in the past. We've seen them uh, finish in the top of the Big Ten. I honestly haven't. I'll be completely transparent. I haven't kept up with any Big Ten baseball like off season stuff. Uh, I'm just going off of just history. I think Illinois recruits better than Ohio State, so I'm taking a lion eye. So I'm going with the Buckeyes. I hate Ohio State, dude. I, I hate Ohio State with a passion, big passion. But anyway, I'm going with Ohio State, and here's why. Their, their uh, pitching development guy, former pro ball player, played Ohio State. He posted a tweet about a month ago. They had like seven guys hitting 92 or, or, or higher. Oh, and yeah. I think five or six of them were 95. No, I might have my number. Though. I think it's, I think it's six guys, 95 or higher or 94 or higher in their bullpen. They are loaded. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling Is you right now. It's too late to switch my pick. I like those numbers. You're making that face. Like, yeah, you know, like I'm talking out of my ass, but no, I'm saying like, I might switch my pick. Like I'm thinking about it hard. Oh, 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 oh yeah. So hey, I'm easy happens. to swing. My vote is easy to swing. You I can, mean, dude, you give me Blowing, those kind of numbers. I might be a supporter of that team now. 
they have gas flamethrowers in their in their pitching staff. And I was watching a couple of their like pitch development videos, the rap photo and all that stuff. Their dudes look good. And I'm I'm of course throwing in an indoor facility with all that pop and that bang. Everything feels good. It's perfect. It's easy to pitch indoors on turf mounds and all that. It's easy to pitch. So I'm curious to see how they do on the outside against another team. But I think I, I think Ohio State's gonna be pretty good this year. Okay. Well, I'm gonna stick with Illinois. Uh, I have, I can't tell you any kind of stats or rap soto about how fast their guys are throwing, but uh, I mean, it's a two out of three series. We'll find out. I probably um, won't follow that series too much. I'm not interested in Big Ten baseball until they're interested in me, and um, so we'll see. We'll see. But yeah. So uh, just kind of run down our picks. I have FAU. I have Louisville, Houston, Illinois, and Fullerton. Yep. And I'm going with. Um, Florida Gulf Coast, South Carolina, Louisville, Houston, and Ohio State Buckeyes. Yes, sir. But um, is there anything else we need to talk about on this episode, Demetri? I feel like we pretty much touched on everything that's really been going on recently. Hopefully, we have another crazy weekend ahead of us. Oh, I think uh, I think we pretty much covered. We talked about how Texas to Mississippi are open, correct? Yeah, yeah, we so, did. I'm just, it was kind of a joke. Because, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that's it. I think uh, this could be another fun weekend. Um, like we say every weekend or every Thursday episode, if you don't have it already, go get your Flow Sports. I think they are actually improving their product every week, uh, just like any other baseball team. They're learning, they're improving. Um, I think their streams are getting better. I watched a couple games and it seemed much better to me in terms of the broadcast and the camera. So, yeah, 11.7, go put your code in, helps us out, helps them out. Um, that's all I got for you guys. Let's do it. Well, cheers to another weekend of Full of Baseball. You guys follow us on Twitter. We'll have all of the up-to-date tweets going on with our opinions and plus just big highlight moments we always tweet out as well. So, um, besides that, you guys have a great weekend. We'll be back Sunday night for another episode. Peace. Peace.